Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Scott McDuff. Joining me today, uh, Scott Hodge. How are you doing, Scott? Uh, good afternoon. Very well, thanks. Yeah. Well, we have Ian McCready. Ian, hello. How are you keeping? I'm alright, Colin. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. And last but not least, Craig McAdam. How are you, Craig? Not bad. How's everyone? Okay, so everybody's not bad. That's after a good start. Keeping well, keeping well. So, after after what seems like two years of SBFL politics and hundreds of statements, we're now seeing some actual football and transfer speculation back in the papers. So, the four years of four, we'll get together and see who who should Rangers be signing for the upcoming season. So we've all brought a player each. Why and and why we think we we should sign that player. Before we do start, however, realistically, to challenge for the league next season, how many players do you think we actually actually need? Sorry, Ian. Many players do you think realistically we need to sign? Four, I think. Realistically, I think we still we still need some cover at fullback. Um, definitely need to sort the right wing position. I think Hadji, if we get him, has to come in one. And then we're probably st- still looking at somebody up front uh, back up the four Morelos. Um, yeah, I think four at least. I think fullbacks, a right wing, and a striker is what we're after. I think is, is it fair to say, Scott, that. Four four's a decent number, but four four that we add, if we are adding four, do they need to be first team players or um, are we in a position to bulk the squad? I think I think they need to they need to, to push the, the current team. So when you look at 
last season in terms of fullback, you had Barisic and Tavernier who, you know, on their day, I don't think Flanagan and Halliday were pushing them enough for a, for a starting position and they might have got a bit too comfortable in that as well. So you want somebody that's really going to put pressure and not make such a difference when they're missing from the team as well. So when we had players like Halliday and Flanagan, you're worried and it disrupts a play. But you actually want some good quality reinforcements as well to, to improve the squad and keep kicking them on as well. Yeah. I think there was it was times, even after after the, the winter break, uh, you did you did notice it. Even certain games on the bench, if maybe Jack or Davis were out, we, we didn't have anybody who can make a difference from the bench in midfield and uh Fullback as well. Uh, there was a big, a big shock when Morelos was, he was left out of the team for that disciplinary issue. Defoe was injured, and all we had was Greg Stewart to start up front. So I think, yeah, I think that's probably that probably sums up how how much of a difference it, it made when the first team players were out. It's difficult though, isn't it, to bring in some some quality. Backup, who's going to make a difference as well and accept that effectively but you need players with that mentality to, to really push the, the first name place and make the position their own So Craig, we'll start with you who should Rangers be signing for the coming season and why? I think when you look at our squad we've got too many players that just make up numbers and they're never actually going to push the first team you get players like Glenn Middleton, Jake Hasty, Brandon Barker, who, how many minutes did they play between them last season? What did they contribute? And then you've got Jamie Murphy to bring back. There's loads of squad players that we've got. I would, if you think back to the last time they were successful, we spent a lot of money getting Yelovich in. Then it was added a couple of loans with Juth and Bison. Um, but then you would get a lot of the, the young players that would make up the squad numbers rather than all these sort of older players that are like the Brandon Barkers. So I would reduce a lot of the squad players, get rid of Barker, players like that, and use some of the young players to make up the numbers. So in terms of we went for that marquee signing in Yelovich, I would go Hadji for this one. Um, I think it would be worth the was it four million that's getting talked about for him. So I think he's worth every penny of that. But the important part would be playing them in the same position. Um, I think when we play them off the right, it's not getting the best out of them. So I think we need to tweak the formation a bit and go probably four-two-three-one, playing Hadji as a central ten. Um, if you look at the so the pack and four that you could have of Ken Hadji, um, Aribo, and Morelis, if you got all them on form, that's probably one of the most attacking young, talented attacks that you can get. Definitely, I think I think the four you, you named there, if they are all playing in the right position on their game, and that, that's a frightening attack. So you, nobody, nobody can deny it. Hadji is obviously a very, very talented player, and whether he signs for Rangers or not, he probably is. It's looking likely that he's going to go on to play a much higher level if he keeps on developing the, the way he has over the last couple of years uh, in terms of from Genk and then come to the Rangers. Question I've got in terms of the formation there, so 
I'll be putting all the eggs in the one basket with planning the team around Haji because if he's injured or suspended, do we then need to reshuffle the formation, or will we have somebody who can who can go into that number ten role? I think you've got enough attacking options from different players. Um, you probably slide Kent into that position, get a Rebo player in there. Um, one of the youngsters I would like to promote up is Kai Kennedy. I reckon he could come in there and do a job as well. So there's definitely options there. Um, so I reckon it's worth building the team around Hadji. I think he's good enough to do that. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with Clint Hill and he was talking about being at QPR and the team was built around um, Adol Trapp. Remember him? Yeah. <laughs> so treat Hadji the same way. Give him the ball and build the team around him. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ian, are yes. we are we in a position now to spend? So we spent seven in the region of seven million for Ryan Kent. Are we in a position amongst amidst all the all the turmoil of lockdown and coronavirus? Should we be spending four million pound in the one player, or could we get potentially two or three players for that? I think if we've got a deal lined up to sign Hadji for a set fee, we could immediately punt him at a profit. I think it's a no-brainer to sign him. Even if you did just sell him, I reckon you could add two million to that. Um, like, cause he's had a, a good Europa League with us. Um, so I think signing him for four million or whatever the fee is, it's an absolute no-brainer for me. And I do think we can afford it. Like, if the, new, the new kit deal, the new... Um, merchandising deal and stuff like that um, it's just going to bring so much more money because people are now going to be prepared to spend their money now that Ashley is completely gone um, it's going to just generate so much more revenue and then like with the club not giving back like what your £25 voucher I'd imagine they probably made a bit of profit on the, the tickets like because they're obviously not having to shell out for police and stewards um, so um, I'd imagine they've made a wee bit of money that way as well um, so I, I think signing them for 4 million is an absolute no-brainer and it probably ties you in you could do a boom song with them yeah, spend that money absolutely. on them and sell them in 6 months or a year's time and you'll make a profit I think the top is lots who are interested in them as well even if um, we look away to the actual football side of it probably ties in what we said at the start uh, instead of just buying several players who can fill fill the bench then it probably does make sense if we are getting four players that you know we, we shell out and just get that extra bit of quality um, Scott do you have any objections to signing Harji? No no, I think um, I think uh, I think it is a no brainer and I think it should be a number one priority and you know you're talking about maybe players that can replace him I think Arfield would be comfortable in that position as well I know obviously maybe coming a bit um, in age, but he's you know he's reliable and I think he was most effective when he was playing the number ten position like he did in the, in his first season. The only the only thing that, that Craig mentioned maybe Aribo in the wing. I don't think I don't I don't think he's as effective out in the wing um, as other players. I'd I'd probably like to see a a natural winger um, for there as well, um, which I don't think we've got. A lot of, unless it's somebody like Murphy or, or Madone, who I don't think's 
good enough to be honest at this point, especially if we're in Europe. So um, it's definitely to be to be sort of tested with that a different formation, but I'd maybe be looking at winner then if we're, we're going to change the formation. Yeah, that's probably a good shout. So I think uh, I think we're all in unanimous agreement that Haji number one's signing. We're all putting him in the yes signing box. Happy days. Bring him home. Bring him home. Bring that lead title home, Giannis. <laughs> so, Ian, we'll come to you next. Who should Rangers be signing and why? Well, like Craig made uh, Hadji a marquee signing. I agree with that. Um, that my pick isn't a marquee signing. He's more a squad player, future, future player. Um, so I went for Aaron Hickey at Hearts. And, you know, he's a young guy, he's 17, and he's got a full season under his belt already. Um, I must say, I've never watched him, like, that much, but any time I've seen him, it's against us. And we've got, for me, the best winger in the league. Uh, on his day, Kent is the best winger for me. Uh, and any time he's come up against Hickey, I don't remember him absolutely slaughtering Hickey. Um, so... For me, that was, and he's, he's capable of playing both left and right, so it automatically fills two positions. Um, he's got so much potential, I think. There's one downside to them that I've seen. It was his height. He's quite small. I didn't realise he was as small as he is. He's only a metre 75. He's about 5 foot 9, 5 foot 10. So he's, he's quite small for a defender, but he's 17, so he's got time to grow. Um, so... I think me. Sorry. So I, I think um, I think there is a lot of positives about someone like Aaron Hickey. If we signed, if we were to sign Aaron Hickey, like when we had won the league like eight years ago, someday like that, he'd be a great player to bring in to the squad, mould him into a winning team mentality. Um, for for us to sign him right now, if Barisic or Tavernier were injured. And we had St Mirren at home at Ibrox. So I'd have no issues with Aaron Hickey going, going into the team. Craig, I'll, I'll come to you first. The big question I would have to ask myself, but would would you be comfortable with Aaron Hickey starting at Parkhead? Absolutely not. Why? Um, there's a, I can definitely see positives to sign them because they'll cover you left and right. You can probably buy them for a bit of tenor with, if hearts are going down and who knows if they'll be playing football next season, so you'll get them nice and cheap. Um, he's only, what, 17, and he's probably already played 30, 40 first-team games, so he's got some good experience. Um, but I've seen him, I don't know how many times we've played Hearts, five, six times, and he's been playing, and it's never particularly caught my eye or done anything overly to impress me. Um, so I can see, see the benefit of getting him for cover, but at the same time, I'd prefer... Given Nathan Patterson the chance ahead of him, but they might give you some cover on the left. Yeah, so I think in terms of the in terms of judging them in the Hearts team, it is very it's very hard for him to, to stand out in a team like Hearts when they've had that particular season. But I think it'd be fair to say he's looked probably one of the best of the bad bunch. Uh, I get the. I get the argument, what is the point in bringing him in if we have the likes of Nathan Patterson breaking through, but 
again, do we put all our eggs in either Nathan Patterson or Aaron Hickey, or do we have both and they both battle it out for that cover at fullback, Scott? Yeah. I think um, as well, we're forgetting about Matt Polster. Matt Polster's got another year left in his contract, is that right? He does, yeah. So I was I was quite impressed when he came into the team. I thought he'd done everything that was asked of him. Um, I don't think we're going to make big money if we sell him. He can obviously play in the middle of the park and at fullback. I think that also gives gives Nathan Patterson a good chance. I think it is we would be more using him for the, for the left back, but it's really on Gerard's mentality. Is he going to is he going to give these promising youngsters a a chance like Kai Kennedy, Nathan Patterson? Is he going to bring these through, or is he, is he going to look to spend money? That's the that's the real question. But again, I think. Um, I remember obviously Hickey playing in the, was it the Scottish Cup final against Celtic, and he, he had a really good game. I think it was, you know, it was a really high pressure situation, and he came through it and he played really well. So I think there is something there. I think he's um, he's not he's not afraid, and he, he he's very comfortable in the ball every time I've seen him as well. Um, obviously, he's got the two feet as well. So I, I think if we can get him in a reduced fee, I would I would I would bring him in without a doubt. Um, but in terms of improving our squad, I don't think he, he's got the, the quality just yet to do that at such a young age. Jason Ashcroft, he's got final, I'm sure. He had an interview after that game because it was Stoughton doing with rain. And uh, the interviewer asked him, uh, how was it playing in those conditions? And he replied, I when it's raining is very slidey. So, you know, he's got away with words. <laughs> um, so he, he, <laughs> Even if even if he doesn't uh, boost football inside, he's definitely got to bring some patter into the, the Rangers squad. So all in all, so Ian, you you would still sign him, yeah? I'd say, I think I I'd sign him. He's get he's he's been watched by Man City and Bayern Munich, and you don't get watched by those clubs if you've not got something about you as well. Like the Scottish Cup final, you're talking about. He was only sixteen as well during that game. So, um. Again, you've got to remember how young he is, 17. Um, and, and he's a first-choice player for Hearts. It's like, he's probably first name on their team sheet, you know. I know it's a poor Hearts team, but still, he'd be a 17-year-old and probably the first name on the team. And that's something, to, that's something that probably separates him from the likes of Kai Kennedy. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Nathan Patterson, I should say. Rightly or wrongly, um, Hickey's had much more first team experience and pressured experience than Nathan Patterson so we're just seeing Patterson coming in at home against Stunra in a Friday night in a Scottish Cup game um, you know, and we're basing it on that and we're basing, basing his performances at under 21 level that's great, you can only beat what's in front of you but Hickey's performed in he's played in a cup final yeah. Aye, exactly. Craig, are you still in the no camp? I wouldn't be upset if we signed him for the squad, but for me, I'd prefer Patterson ahead of him at right back as cover and somebody better at left back. Um, so if we did get him, I could see positives to it, but overall, I prefer we get somebody better for the left. Um, no other comparison to make with him is in the wee midfielder that was at Hearts. What's his name? Cochran. Cochran. Yeah. He came in and played, what, 30 odd games and then. I think he got punted out to Dunfermline or somewhere in Lone and don't think he done much there, so it's difficult to tell and how how they'll develop. Yeah. Um so I, I could see 
he would get a wee cover in the squad, but personally, I'd want somebody else at left back. Scott, are you a year nay for Hickey? At the right price, yeah. yeah. Right price. I, I'm the same. I think, you know, if, if we sort out all our marquee signings first, if you want to call that, or players that are coming in to boost the first 11, if we get all them sorted, then players like Aaron Hickey are definitely squad players that, that can make a difference. That, that'd be, he'd be a better signing than, you know, like some of know different positions, but he's really, he's really be better for the squad than Brandon Barker. You know, it will probably get him cheaper. It will utilise him more, and he's got much more potential to grow out of something. So I think if we bring in enough players to boost the first eleven, then players like Aaron Hickey definitely we're putting him in the yes bucket. Sorted. So Scott, coming to you next. Who should Rangers be signing, and why? Okay, so I've went uh, for a for a controversial uh, pick here. I think we should go for T- David Tumble. For it, uh, it's the first as I get it up you to to Celtic. Uh, but when you when you actually when you actually look at him, the the season he had, he was he was absolutely fantastic. I think he scored fifteen goals and I think he made six assists in his, his first full full season um, for it. And I just I think he's a bit different to anything we've got in the in the team just now. Um, when was the last goal scoring midfielder? Like really banging in, banging in the goals. I think it's been it's been a good few good few years anyway. And you know he's only twenty just now as well. I know he's had a major operation and things like that. But I think we shouldn't be put off by that. I think we would get him at a, a reasonable price as well. And if you look, I think you know that like our highest scoring midfielder. Um, for the current season's Ryan Kent with, with eight goals I think he's got um, and we, we relied far too heavily on goals from from Morelos and then when he wasn't scoring we were, we were really struggling to score goals so I think he would give us a bit more bit more options going forward um, for it as well um, and I think as well you look Davis is probably his last year as well and he, he sort of reminds me of Davis in his first spell at Rangers. He was more going forward and and contributing to, to goals. And his first thoughts were always looking forward, David Tumble. And then if you look at us after the winter break, the, a major criticism was a three in midfield were far too defensively minded, like Kamara, Jack, and, and, and arguably Davis as well. So sort of three defensive minded uh, midfielders. But obviously David Tumble's got that bit of flair and creativity, which could could help if we got, for example, Hadji in and we had Ken and Morelos in front of them. I think he would complement you know the attacking players really well. So, Ian, just on that, two questions for you. Him, does David Tumble bring something different that we don't already have, and does he get in? the team ahead of the likes of Aribo, Davis, Jack or whoever? I think he does bring something we don't have and it's like a like a second running midfielder. Like how many times do we have the ball bounced on the edge of the box or in the edge of the area and there's nobody there? Happens all the time. Uh, and he, I think he's that type of player that would be, you know, not comparing them to him, but a type of Frank Lampard type player who's going to get forward from midfield, score goals. Um he definitely does bring some. Whether he gets in the team ahead of others is another question. I think everybody being fit, 
if he sticks with the three, I'd like if I th- I'd like to think if we'd, we'd bring in Hadji, we have to play Hadji as a ten. Um, if we stick with the three in the midfield, I could see him maybe getting in, and it being Jack Davis and and, and Tumble. But if we, that I think that then diminishes Hadji on the right. Uh, so again, it's like it depends. If we get Hadji, he probably doesn't come into the team for me. I'd play Hadji as a ten, and then you've only got two in midfield and. It's probably going to be Jack and Davis. I don't think you can go with another. Maybe, well, at home, certainly you could have Jack. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. As your kind of holder and then just go five attacking. Um, but every week, I don't see him playing every week. But I think it's a lot of what you touched on there. It could be the horses for courses. Type thing, that, yeah. like what you say at, at home, um, you, we can afford to um, be a bit more, a bit more lax with the defensive band. Even if a game's not going our way and the shape isn't working, we need something different. I think all the qualities he brings definitely gives us something different. But Craig, I've got a question for you. Not a question. I've just got to say, say, say a name and tell you and, and ask you if. Um, this is a bad omen. Daniel Prodan, is he going to be a, another one of them? He's got a dodgy knee. Are we going to sign him then? He's going to be fucked for forevermore. <laughs> uh, he's missed a whole year of football, hasn't he? So it's difficult to see what level we're looking back at. Um, the spell that he did have a good run, Jake Casey probably had a equally as good run, and that's not really worked out for us. But again, they're, what, again, 20, 21 young boys, so still time that he could change. Um, Pundell, for me, I probably wouldn't sign him. Um, I don't think it's particularly better than the midfielders that we've got just now. And I would say midfield one of the areas that we need somebody that's going to come in and be a starter and make a real impact. Um, so, again, I could see what he'd bring to the squad, but I think we need a bit more than that to, to go and win the league. No, so if, I, if I could take the emotion out of it, I'd be saying yes to David Turnbull, but um, I just feel like as a club we are jinxed with MD who's, even if somebody's had a bad cough and we sign them, they just end up injured. We we are so jinxed with signing players who are injury prone and I just kind of shake that feeling that you know, we, we've got to spend a bit of money on him and then he's, uh, his knee will turn into chocolate. I, I, I think, um, but 
you remember like, when he when he had that seizure? I don't think he was injured once, to be fair, and he never felt anything in his knee. It was purely it came up at the. It's not as if he's every couple of games he's he's, he's pulling a hamstring or anything. That's just like to prevent his knee from from snapping. If you know what I mean, coming apart. So I don't think he, I would call him injury prone. For example, it was just a, a, a sort of freak freak accident, well, sort of occurrence in his in his knee. So I think. Uh, I think, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's particularly injury prone. Right. No, yeah, I think, see, that wasn't, wasn't the surgery preventative rather yeah. than cure? Because he had played with it all season, it wasn't like it was bothering him. So if he's if he's playing like the way he did with that injury, then <laughs> it's fixed. Yeah, uh, I, so. I, I, I watched the documentary on him and it was like literally his knee could snap if he just goes the wrong, you know, plants it and goes the wrong way or something. So it's... Um, He's got a documentary made on him. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not the best watch, to be fair. But <laughs> <laughs> Did you complete Netflix before you watched that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I just think he would offer us a, a sort of goal scoring. I, I mean, Arfield scored in his Arfield's first season. He scored twelve goals. You, you got to think with better players around you, Rangers. You might, you know, you could. And he get fifteen goals in that season, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've again, and I know I'm just like I'm, I'm played with the idea that we just sign people who get injured. So taking that out of it, it would make sense that he could add something to the squad. But Motherwell have had a decent season. He's got what, a year or two left in his contact. How much money? A. How much money would Motherwell be wanting? And B, how much money should Rangers be paying for him? I think I think you would get. I think they would. As most transfers for younger players nowadays, and I reckon uh, Hickey's signing would be similar. There'll be a percentage added on if they make profit on him. So you know, if we sell him for big bucks, Hearts will get a cut of that as well. I think that's a that's a no brainer that that will be included there. But considering he has had the surgery, considering he's not played much football last season, I reckon you'd be looking. Five million at the maximum for him. Right, so five million. So, is David Tumble worth more than Haji? Suppose that's the question. Then, no, no. no. <laughs> I would say he did not accept less no. than that for Celtic last year. Yeah, yeah but they tied him in a new contract as soon as he had the surgery. So you don't know if that's maybe they put a minimum like a fee they need to accept from from the Premier League or. Rangers and Celtic, maybe there's a fee included in that contract as well, so you don't know. But so that was a betting man, I think you you'll see him end up at the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. So go round the round the table. Craig, you or nay? Nay. Yeah. Ian. It's uh as a squad player, yes, but if it was five million, absolutely not. Scott, you're obviously a, a yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to give the ultimate politicians answer here. I think for the right price we take them. You know, I I don't think any more than a million and a half. Um, I, I wouldn't be what spending that money on. Um, at the right price, then yes. For me. So the fourth and final pick will be from myself. So, um. I'm going to suggest a, a backup goalkeeper in Mark Gillespie from Motherwell. So, a few things playing in my mind with Mark Gillespie. So, 
Fodderham's obviously it was announced last week by the club that he's left. Um, Mark Gillespie for me maybe maybe tied with Vlaki and Joe Lewis. He's probably the the most capable goalkeeper outside the old firm in the league. I think he's has a he's had a tremendous season and I think Motherwell coming third, a lot of that was down to their defence and their midfield. So I, I think he's had a really good season. He's 28 years old, he's out of contact. It wouldn't have cost the club anything to take him. Uh, he'd be on less wages than Fordham, I'd imagine. Um, I think at 28, he there's potential for either him to improve as a goalkeeper, still young for a goalkeeper, or at the very least we make a bit of money on on him if we move on. So I think he'd be a great, great number two to come in because we can't rely on McGregor at his age being fit and available and consistent every every game next season. I dare say McGregor potential will still be the best shape in Scotland next year, but it's only like we have a good enough backup. So Craig will come to you first. Gillespie is is he one for you? Um, we obviously need to get a backup keeper in. Uh, I'd like to see McCrory go out and loan again, get a full season at Livingston, and then come back into the first team squad. I think long term that would be better for him. Um, Gillespie, don't know too much about, but the one that I would suggest is Wadke at St Mirren. But going with what you described there, they're probably similar age, similar positions in terms of out of contract, similar experience. Um, and it'll be on a lot less than what Wes was on, which would be a bonus. Um, so I'd go with Ladke over him, I think. So you touched on Robbie McCrory there uh, going back out on loan. So I think you're you one the one of the fans that would like to see McCrory in around the first team squad for next season. I think I think if like, the long term aim is him to become number one after McGregor. Let's get him, you know. Let's get him in the changing room. Let's get him an experience. Let's warm up. Let's go through, you know, what McGregor does. So I'd like to see him, you know, recalled as a as a number two. Play him, play him in the cups, perhaps, you know, and then that gives us time to focus in the league as well. Everything I've heard about Robin McCrory has been positive, you know. Um, I guess he's not been tested in, the, you know, the biggest stages, but. I'd, I'd be bringing Robbie McCrory in instead of. I think that's an unnecessary signing, yeah. to be honest, Mark Gillespie. Well, I, I think it. I think the need for a goalkeeper does hinge on what we see happening with Robbie McCrory. There's, there is two two camps. There's positives for either. He can either come in and say, as you say, learn from McGregor, play here and there, and get get a bit more exposure to the Rangers first team or he can go out to another SPFL club and play 40 odd games a season Ian where do you sit in the Robbie McCrory debate I'd loan him out again I think he's started his loans at the third division didn't he where he won like every club award going Uh, when he was on loan there he then stepped up the divisions and done well again and then we've seen him at Livingston at the end of this season and so I think loaning him out to another SPFL team for a full season and see what he's like at the top level um, for a full season, playing week in, week out. Uh, he's not going to have as good a defence. And I think loaning a goalkeeper out to any other club, 
you're never going to get the replication of what it's like to be a Rangers goalkeeper. And I think that's the only problem. He's going to be a lot busier than he ever would be. It's When he gets back to Rangers, it's, it's more about making the big saves at the, the crucial moments rather than just constantly making saves. Um, so, I don't know. I'd, I'd loan him out. I think it, 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 it would benefit him more to be loaned out. And as for Mark Gillespie, he's... I don't remember him at all. Like I remember Fadke at least having a, a really good game against us. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be in Craig's camp with a, if we were signing a backup goalkeeper. It would be Fadke for St Mirren. Um, I just don't remember Gillespie at all. Okay, so uh, that seems to be uh, my suggestion shot down. But you know. I, <laughs> I'll try to look at it objectively. And I, I, I may be leaning on the, the season Motherwell have had a bit too much. I, I thought he's been pretty decent, but um, it looks like I'm the only one um, shouting for Mark Gillespie. So that's um, so we've we, we were all um, unanimous in Haji. We've put Hickey in the in the yes camp. We kind of say David Tumble would come at the right price and you'd have all told me to fuck off with Mark Gillespie so <laughs> that's um, I suppose two, 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 two out of four ain't bad um, is there just going round the room is there anybody else any realistic signings that you think we, we can make um, okay I'll start with you is there anybody else that just off the top of your head we could bring in well it depends on who goes Um Morelos goes, for example, will obviously get a lot of money in and arguably need to get two strikers in to replace him. Um, Tav, maybe, is another one that could go. So I think a lot of it would depend on who we see go out. Um, off the top of my head, there's not any names jumping out at me that I can think of. Um, I'm sure we'll get rumours coming up soon enough that we can YouTube the videos of and think they're superstars off a two-and-a-half-minute clip. Or maybe um, they'll take a... Uh, David Tumble and make a documentary of them before they sign for Rangers. That's, um, Ian, is MD or any at any point or any particular positions that we've not really spoke about? You think the right wing? I don't think we've really sorted that. Um, none of the players we, we've said are out and out right wingers, um, and there's nobody in Scotland that I can think of. That you could sign, so you're, you're you're probably looking at bringing in a player for, for elsewhere, um, and you get somebody good. Like I mean, Kent is good. It's, it's really good in Scotland. So you're having to pay five seven million to get a really good player. And uh, I think there's a is it Harvey Elliott or Harrison Elliott or something? The boy at Liverpool. He's a right winger, but he's like sixteen, seventeen. Um, See the one with stupid haircut, eh? Yeah, I him. So he's, he's played a few first team games. I'd, if we were looking at alone, I'd be looking at him. And anytime I've seen him, like he stands out. Like he played against Aston Villa in the cup when Aston Villa played their full first team and Liverpool played their youngsters, and he was he was excellent that day. Um, I, I think him. But again, he's he's not really going to solve. I don't think he's a, a week in week out right winger. Um, would it be would it be in your starting eleven if you brought him in though? Probably not. That's what I was saying. I don't think he's a week in out week out player. I think 
I don't know how realistic this one would be, but Yannick Bellassi from Everton. Um, he he kind of had a really good season at Crystal Palace, went to Everton for big money, and then he got loaned out of the Championship last season. So, is he on the way down, or is it just he's just not in favour with Ancelotti, or what? Um, I think... He's, he's a, a good, tricky right winger. I think with... I think we need to be realistic where we're at. I think players are getting loaned from the Premiership to the Championship. We are still out of our price range. Uh, or they are out of our price range. Um, you know, it's it's just the state that um, Scottish games in uh, at present. Uh, you know, we're a much bigger club than anybody in the Championship. But, you know, from from the mid-table upwards, we, we will we will be priced out of any wages, I think. I think I'll loan player that I've just had a look at there that I've seen set of contracts if Tav was to go is Nathaniel Klein at Liverpool. Probably on big wages, but no transfer fee involved. So that would be a potential replacement for Tav, especially with the Liverpool connection from Stevie G. So just on the Liverpool connection, this is something that has absolutely polarised our support, split into two camps. You know, the do we continue to to utilise the relationship we have with Liverpool? So there's probably two camps we can we can go into. We we had a decent season from Kent and we ended up signing them. But on the flip side, you have had Ojo and Ajaria, who both um, both talented players, but didn't work out for different reasons. Um, Scott, where do you sit on the? The Liverpool connection and the loan debate. I think in terms of the loan in general, it's been it has been so hit and miss. You look back, you know, we've, we've taken a few loans each season. I think Gerard's first season, who did we have? Koulibaly, Sadiq, Kent, and Dejaria. And to be fair, probably only one get past Kent get past marks. And then last season we've had Ojo, Haji. Is that it? Yeah, in terms of loans, uh, but. And yeah. again, Hadji's been the only really successful unless in a couple of months of them. So I think it's beneficial we have that Liverpool connection, but we don't want them to just have. I feel as though sometimes we're just getting the dross from Liverpool as well. So I think they have this in terms of that Harvey Elliott, they see big things from. Do you think they're going to send them to to Rangers, or would they benefit more in the, you know, going to the Championship? Because at the end of the day, they're looking to. I think. In Liverpool's point of view, they're trying to sell all the players that they're giving to us. So, you know, they were trying to put Ryan Kent in the, the, the transfer market, which they've done. Um, Ajaria as well. You know, he got he got a transfer to, to Reading. And um, Ojo, I can't see him being anywhere near the Liverpool first team. So they're trying to see if he can gather interest from him. They're unsuccessful. So I, I, I think... They're giving us dross to be not not dross, but people that's not going to make it into their first team. So so on that, so absolutely, there's no doubt that empty coming through the Liverpool ranks will have some element of talent. Even this is an unpopular opinion, but also on his game, he, he's a talented player. He just he, he didn't fancy it anywhere near often enough. So Craig, do do we as a club have to be a bit firmer in a the players that we're getting for Liverpool and b how often we're playing them? Are we trying to satisfy Liverpool too much? I think it's definitely a good connection to have, um, but I don't think we should be doing it just because we can. I think we should only be doing it if it's the right player. And there's probably an argument to be made about are the academy-style young players, are they actually going to be able to come up and win as a league? 
Um, you can hear there'll be a youngster coming in loan from Liverpool. Another name that's just come into my head there is Lewis Ferguson. So if you compare a youngster that's been playing in the SPL, doing a good job, to a youngster coming up from Liverpool's academy, and then try and compare what's more likely to, to win his league. So it's definitely a good connection to have with Liverpool, but I don't think we should be doing it just for the sake of it. No, I, I think you're right. I think um, it should be treated like any other market that we're looking at. If the right player comes up uh, with the right circumstances, then we should go. Uh, we should we should absolutely go for them. Lewis Ferguson's an interesting one. A lot of people can't see past uh, his family connection and think he's destined to be playing for Rangers. A lot of people will look at he's a player playing in the SPFL who's decent for Aberdeen, but is he quite the Rangers level? Ian, would would you take Lewis Ferguson? Definitely, yeah. He's had what? He's probably played three full seasons in the SPL now. Year at Hamilton, uh, a couple of years at Aberdeen, and uh, he's he's definitely got something. Um, he's that he's got that wee nasty streak that our team doesn't have. Um, I don't think we'd get him cheap for Aberdeen at all. I think they'd absolutely try and rinse us for as much money as they could. Um, I definitely think it would be a better option. I think, like, see if you'd said two years ago, oh, you're going to sign this Colombian guy from Finland and he's going to turn out to be the top scorer on the Europa League group stage. Everyone is a doing that, I'd do one. Like, so I think when you're looking at potential, you have to just remember Morelos and um, things like that. Just no matter where a player comes from, there's got to be there's, there's potential there to be a, a star player for us. So I I would take Ferguson. I he's, he's he gives us that mean nastiness that we don't have. Yeah, but, uh, just from what you were saying there, there's always the argument that playing with better players will make that player a better player in theory as well. And it, time and time again, it, it does turn out like that. I think the biggest thing for me for Ferguson is he, he's not he's not a better footballer than anybody we have at the club right now in in that position, but. He he has that he has that aggression that nastiness that we've not had since the last time that we won the league when we you know like that spell on the water when we had Barry Ferguson Kevin Thompson players who were much better football than Lewis Ferguson but they they had that nastiness and aggression and with Lewis Ferguson I think for all his faults every game he he fancied that he's he's up for it every game and I think when the chips have been down last season even. Even at that that game at home at St Mirren, when the players just dropped and they weren't up for it at all, I think you 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 would you would get you would get Lewis Ferguson being game when when your backs are against the wall. It's a big he's a big physical player as well. And we don't really have that in the middle of the park, you know. Where you look at a midfield and Davis, Kamara, uh, and you know I know Arebo is quite a tall physical player, but. He's a, I don't know what height he is exactly, but he must be over six foot, and he's you know big, big, strong lad as well. So something like that might add add something to midfield. So yeah, yeah. I think he's definitely one probably similar to Turnbull. If at the right price we can get him, uh, and the kind of the rest of the priority areas are 
are covered as well, like backup fullback, right winger, potentially another striker as well. It's somebody we should definitely be, be looking at, I think. But I think yeah, we've probably probably covered everybody that we we were going to talk about, so I think we'll wrap it up there. First of all, thanks very much for coming on, Craig. Nice speaking to you. Cheers. Ian, lovely to talk to you as always, mate. Cheers. Scott, see you real soon. And everybody, thanks for listening. Take care. See you later.